If parenthood came with a GPS, it would most likely just say recalculating. Join Yulandi Becker and her guest experts Wednesdays at 11 a.m. for Bump and Beyond, the show about pregnancy and babies. 101.9 megahertz of life. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You are with me, Yulandi Becker, on Bump and Beyond. And again, as always, we're talking parenting from before your baby is born till later, like me, where they're a little bit older and you really appreciate it. I have a sick one at home today, so it's a little bit not so nice. And I think that's a common kind of occurrence this time of the year. I think I've been blessed in that sense. I think it is also because my kids are a little bit older that it hasn't been too bad, but I've just... So many people have told me their babies are in hospital, they are sick, um, and it's not nice. So if you are one of those, good luck. It's um, And we're thinking of you, and we hope you all feel better soon. So all about today's show, let's get into it, is that I actually wanted to start by saying that I recently actually watched a video where a psychologist was talking about um, the opportunities we have with our children to actually create the perfect kind of great relationship. Because here we have a really wonderful setup of us and them. <laughs> and we need to take the time to actually create this perfect relationship. And it's interesting. And I mean, in the ones I was like, yeah, that's true. That is really like, we really have such an opportunity, but I also had the flip side of it where it's like, Oh, no pressure. Hey, <laughs> I really felt a little bit overwhelmed by that. The reality is that there can be a lot of things that can impact our relationships with our children, time, life, other people, our own history with and relationships um guilt but in the same breath again there's two sides to this and i'm wondering is are these just excuses and to be honest i'm not not here to build up on the guilt um here and to add on to mother's guilt because i have my fair share but i too am also guilty you know, like at the end of the day, sometimes I just want to veg out in front of the TV. Um, and yeah, I, I don't like playing Playmobile and I hate talking about football and soccer. Those are the two current favorite activities of my children. And I too ha- have those feelings. Um, so it is like sometimes, like I said, it's nice, this idea of wanting to, but life happens and I'm guilty. But also at the same breath, I have to say that every single night during the bedtime routine, I have such a great, and I mean, obviously all you guys know already that I am a sleep expert. So my kids have been in a bedtime routine since they were really tiny babies. And we've kind of built on this tradition of bedtime routines. And this is honestly one of my favorite times of the day is the bedtime routine. And I spent with each child um, a certain amount of time lying with them, being with them as part of our bedtime routine. And it's a different, it's a, we, we call it talking time. And it's not always a profound bedtime. Sometimes, sometimes it's just silly and sometimes it's just fun. 
Sometimes it's talking about farts and stinky feet and all those type of fun things. But every now and then, like a couple of nights ago, my daughter really opened up to me during that time and shared something very personal and special to me. Obviously not something. This is only something I will ever hear. No one will hear this. But it was something really special. And I am grateful that I have been able to create these opportunities and closeness with my, with my kids. And again, guilty also of sometimes not wanting to do these things, but there are so many opportunities that we have as parents to create these special opportunities and attachment to our kids. And that's what today's show is about. But we'll get into that a little bit more just now. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies. 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined me, you are on Bump and Beyond and I am your host, Yolandi Becker. I have now started off by telling you all about my wonderful bedtime routine and these opportunities that I've created with my, with my own children and how incredibly special it feels to me when my daughter is telling me something and this connection we have. Obviously, we don't tell secrets to just anyone. You need to trust someone to be able to share certain things with them and certain feelings with them. And the funny part is, and again, like I said, this stems out of this video that I watched um, about a psychologist that said that this, we have a very rare opportunity to actually create like a great, perfect relationship with our children. And again, not adding on to the guilt, this life happens and things like that, but we really do have an opportunity to spend time with our children. And we spend so much time, if you think about your life, looking for these connections, trying to find the perfect partner, this perfect someone, friends that you care about, clients in business. And here again, we have this opportunity to create one of the most profound connections and attachments with our children. Emotional attachment refers to the feelings of closeness and affection that help us sustain meaningful relationships over time. And obviously, isn't that the essence of being human? Attachment plays an important role in human connection. The earliest bonds you form with your parents and your family, and I mentioned that history plays a role in how we deal with the relationships, can guide and shape the attachments that you develop to your friends and romantic partners. You can become emotionally attached to people even without romantic or sexual attraction. Simply feeling close to someone helps you to bond and increase your sense of connection. But I am not the expert in this field. Hence why I have roped in once again an expert to help me talk about attachment and especially attachment with our children. When is it normal? We don't want excessive attachment, I guess, either. We don't want the opposite. I don't know. But here to join me today, hello, Nuleen. Thank you so much for joining me. Nuleen Rest is a registered counselor and play therapist and mom of two. Of course, as always, I tell you guys, only talk to parents. So Nuleen is also a parent. Hello, Nuleen. <laughs> Good morning. Hi, everyone. 
on this cold winter's morning here. <laughs> yeah. Gauteng is really not a pleasant place to be the last couple of days. That I can I'm agree. Cold, cold. And having a sick kid a, a, at home is not helping in my my feeling of happiness at the moment. So, Nolene, I'm going to start. I mean, I've already spoken a little bit about my own attachment and the own specialness that comes with that. And isn't that what parenting relationships is all about? Um, or else, why would we do it again? I mean, uh, I wouldn't have two kids if it wasn't for that niceness that comes with it. But let's start with, I want to start about, because there's also a, like a, that buzzword of attachment parenting. So let's start with, what is attachment parenting? All right. Yeah, that is a big buzzword. Uh, if I can stand still with, uh, at the word attachment first to start off with, um, it refers to connection. It refers to a bond, but specifically, emotional bond and an emotional connection which is pervasive it's that one special thing five people cannot attach to each other in a way that we refer to attachment parenting or attachment when we're looking at parents and a child it's always one on one and it is always something that's reciprocal Yolanda, you just mentioned to that that you might not have had children if it wasn't rewarding if it wasn't pleasant and times that was there and i'm I might be right there with you. Um, at the one end, we always need two people when we're looking at attachment. At the one end, we need a parent who's wanting to attach. All right? So I'm going to want to attach if there's at least a little bit of pleasured feelings that I derive from this interaction with this little one, how old my, how, how old ever my child is. And then on the other end of the continuum is we have a child with the born in capacity and need and skill set to want to attach for survival. So on the one end, we have the parent who needs to kind of help this child survive. So me as parent, I'm going to come back for more and more because there is a connection. There's a pleasurable connection that happens between me and this child. And on the other end, on the receiving end, we have a child who needs to attach to have his needs met to survive. So I that's love that. the, yes, that's the backdrop of attachment parenting. So this new buzzword, I'm not sure if it's that new. It might be eight years. No, I, I think it's a while already. <laughs> yes, but you won't you won't find this term in a bit older scholars' work and older psychologists' work. Um, we were just talking about attachment as a concept on its own. So attachment uh, parenting refers to a unique way of parenting that fosters. You attaching with your child. So this type of parenting promotes, promotes attachment and parental attunement. Um, it's riddled with good things like empathy, sensitivity, closeness, responsiveness, touch. And there's very positive things that stem from this, but this is one way of parenting. And as we, if we open any parenting book, we would say that there are as many books as there are, as many people as there are, there's opinions and, and ideas on how to parent. So yeah. attachment parenting is one way of doing it. But the premise or the backdrop to which that happens is find in attachment theory and the yeah. work of attachment in this field of psychology. And I mean, the, to start also with what you were just saying, like about children's need to attach. And I mean, in all honesty, I often, even in my business, I refer to that with parents, like when 
parents are like, how do I reward my two-year-old? And then I'm always saying, it's like, you just being super excited and pumped up will make them be super excited and pumped up because they are so in tuned and beautifully aligned with us. And they really, I mean, I always say that unconditional love, eventually it goes away, just FYI. Then you have to work at it a little bit more. But it is, and which has a different award, uh, a reward to it again and a different feeling to it again, of course. But it is really, it's, it is, I've never, or personally, I've never met a child that doesn't want to attach to their parent and doesn't want to connect with their parent. Um, it really is beautiful and we shouldn't take that for granted. The other thing as well with regards to attachment parenting, like you mentioned, there is a lot of different uh, schools on thought in parenting. I, myself, um, I, I avoid extremities when it comes to parenting because I've already many Absolutely. times in my life, um, uh, had the trap where, you know, we, before you have kids, it's like, I will never do that as a parent. And then when your child is a baby, it's like, Oh, I'll never do that when my child is older. And so I will never say never to anything when it comes to parenting because, um, it is, uh, what do you call it? Your own journey and your own couple of choices that needs to be made, but more on this. So keep tuned in to my show and listen to these beautiful adverts. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined me, you are on, I'm just making a mental note. Um, If you've just joined me, you are on Bump and Beyond with me, Yolandi Becker, and we are speaking today about attachment. I haven't even mentioned it that, of course, as always, I do want you to chat with us. So if you have any questions and comments about your own relationships, whether it is with your kids, with your parents, with your grandchildren, anything like that, you are more than welcome to send us a message on Telegram on 061-895-1019. I know. Most of you are the good HIFM listeners. You have this Telegram number on your Telegram. So just message us and we will have a look out for it. SMS us on 34519. SMSs are charged at 1 Rand 50. Or you can even phone in and chat with me and Nolene about attachment on 010-140-3020. And of course, if you really want to, you can send an email at instudio at HIFM.com. I do have a message here already. Thank you, Carol Krier, for reminding me to include you in the show. It is, of course, about you. She is, um, she agrees. She says her bedtime is very special and my daughter has strict rules for bedtime. So much so that when she has to go babysit her little grandson, um, they will come to her and say, nanny, I am ready for bed. They never stay up late. They want to go to bed. And it's story time and it's never a problem at bedtime. And I'm telling you, bedtime has many benefits, especially for sleep, of course. But attachment is definitely also one of them. So before we were finishing our thoughts, Nolene, we were talking about attachment and attachment parenting we started off with. And I said to you that I'm not 
ever an extremist when it comes to any decisions anymore because I've been faltered in my thinking many times when I say, oh, I'm never going to do this again. And it's the same for me with attachment parenting. I always feel that parenting is a combination of choices and it will be impossible for two people to make the same combination of choices. There's just too many variables to have. And we don't know as parents which combination is going to have the desired outcome because do we really know what is the desired outcome? But anyway, let me get off my soapbox here and talk about attachment. Also now the next thing. So now we understand attachment, attachment theory of uh, uh, not so much attachment theory, attachment parenting. What is Normal attachment. Let's start with that. What is a normal attachment? All right. I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> In terms of normal attachment, um, the premise that attachment theory holds, I'm going to refer to. Yes. And then I think we also need to take into account the specific children's age that we are attaching to. I'm going to attach in a different way to a two-year-old and I will attach to a 14-year-old. And by the way, our 14-year-olds still need to attach with us, right? Um, never stop attaching. That's what keeps us alive as human beings until, until the day we die. No. Um, so getting back to what the normal attachments look like, again, it depends on the age group. But if we look at young children, we'd know that in a normal in a normal attached relationship with a, a child and a caregiver, a young child, is there would, there would be needs. Needs come up. The child protests or show in a specific way. Hang on. I have a need. And the parent responds to that. Yes. By at least guessing. Sometimes we just need to guess. Other, sometimes we don't know what our child wants. <laughs> so then we just guess, you know, mm. as long as we're guessing and as long as we keep on guessing. I have this term that we, that, you know, I refer to as putting on my wonder glasses. So that's not wonder woman. That's not what I'm talking about. The wonder glasses is a cognitive process of me wondering what things are about for my child, what this is currently like for my child and what my child needs in this moment. So over time, if these needs are being addressed over time, secure, normal attachment should happen. That means, as a child, I know that I know that I know that my needs will be met. That means, as a child, I know that my environment is predictable and safe. And as a child, I know that other people are pleasant and not unsafe. So this is this is a, a, a very concise uh, answer that I'm trying to, to give you in a couple of minutes. But I think that, that gets to the gist of it. Yes. There are I- thoughts that I... Yeah, you can go. No, I wanted to say that in the end, I think that for me personally, what I've learned now, and again, we do incorporate bedtime and attachment very much as part of our um, any kind of sleep-related plan that we do when um, I'm talking now about sleep-related things. So for me, this is like a basis of anything. And I think one of the mistakes that parents sometimes make for me is is that, especially in this technology-driven world we're living in, is that... People mistake 
physical attachment to attachment. And I, I've often seen it where parents are literally physically attached to their child, but not there at all. Looking <laughs> on their phone, being on Facebook and not being actually physically present at all because they are physically there, but they're not there. That's not the case necessarily. I mean, you can be physically yeah. attached to someone and not be physically connecting with them at all. Absolutely. It depends. Attachment has to do with the child's need in the moment. Yeah. So if the child has a physical need in the moment, then you need to physically attach. Yeah. If the child has an emotional need in this moment, then you need to emotionally attach. Okay. So I think it has to do with, no, not I think, I actually know. It has to do with the, <laughs> with the recipient's need. And it's not on your time schedule. It's not what you think the child needs. Mm. It's what the child shows you that he or she needs. It's driven by the person that's on the receiving end of this. That's exactly. I I, I like that. But what now is then a secure, again, we can form these attachments. What then becomes a secure attachment? Because obviously we can form connections, but what, what, what is now, like I said, what is a secure attachment now? Okay. So what secure looks like? is this child over time has experienced a reliable, sensitive caregiver who just pitches when there is a need. And this soothes and regulates the child. So what happens there is this child develops trust. I can trust other people. Um, I can communicate what I want and what I need quite um, effectively and without any issues. I can attune to myself. I can attune to other people. I have a good self-esteem. I'm interdependent with other people. That's the normal of the secure. So the secure tells me that time over, time after time, I have a person who's there for me and my needs are being met. I always joke with newborn moms that I say to them, the only thing that you're doing a great job. Because your child is still alive. That's the, you know, you need to only keep that's them, one. like take just care of them. Still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's happening. So that's it. In essence, I've got something awesome. right. Yeah. And, and, and that's really like, um, like you said, and I think sometimes with small children, and I mentioned that before is that with so, small children, sometimes it's easier to form this attachment once again as well because they only their main need is for you to take care of them and you yes. have a lot more of these opportunities because you have to feed them you have to dress them so kind of they're physically attached just to find a moment to pee on your own is almost uh, impossible in the beginning yes, absolutely it feels like you're winning a competition if you get some time to pee on your own absolutely yeah. and then i think then obviously already when they start becoming toddlers and i mean then they have that wonderful secure attachment where they think that <laughs> they cannot they're invisible and there's no danger whatsoever that's how confident yep. they can yep. be yep yep and sometimes i think as parents also we th- thrive um, and we're happy about this little bit of a detachment, for lack of a better word, of them becoming a little bit more independent and that we finally have some free time to just sit a little bit. Yes. Um, and we forget that we, and again, we incorporate this into our plans then as well. We remind parents that you still need to look for these moments where you need to have one-on-one time with your child and make time for the attachment. 
But that's not the next phase. It's like, why is it important for a child's development, especially, um, to have an attachment? All right. Well, without going into much too depth on the biology and brain development, because I really know shockingly a little, not enough, but that what what I do know as it relates to attachment, I'm going to talk about real quick. Um, there's, there's some things that happens biologically in my body when my needs are being addressed. So I am, I'm referring now to brain stem. I'm referring to our nervous system that responds and reacts to when my needs are being met. And this is of paramount importance. The young, the younger the child, the more important this is. So now we're looking at, and I'm sure most of us already have heard the, the terms of fight, freeze and flee. Mm. That's settled or nestled in the brain stem of a little baby. The neurological development and the brain develops from the bottom to the top. So if my brain stem tells me as a baby, I can be calm, all is good, the sky is not falling, my tummy is full or my tummy is on its way to become full because I'm drinking milk or whatever my, my physical need is, there's brain development that happens. And there's a vast array of research that looks into brain development and the role that this plays on our immune system. It plays a, a lot of roles in other systems as well. But if we can just stand at the immune system and sort of getting that linked no. to my physical health, not only as a young child, but later in life. If I have a strong immune system, chances are I'm going to live longer. That's what research tells There's this whole study field of adverse childhood experiences where they've studied people who've been through bad experiences and the effect it has on their medical and mental, uh, mental and medical states. Um, and it can, if you have a lot of negative experiences growing up, it can add to you shedding off years of your life that you can actually die 10 or 20 years earlier than you should die and this this research points to exactly this what what i'm saying the immune system and our health being compromised or not so the rest of that speaks for itself if we just look at the the body and the effect that a healthy attachment has on our bodies if i can go over to mind our minds there's this term called executive functioning. And those are skills that's higher order brain development skills, which seems to be positively developing in a good way if a child has the basis and the foundation of a secure attachment. And these are things like metacognition, thinking about my cognitive skills and abilities, things like impulse control, things like memory, so all academic stuff, us wanting our children to have academic success will be given, uh, uh, or will be, yeah, will be very much increased and enhanced if a child has the opportunity or has had for years now the opportunity to build on a secure, strong attachment. Then there's going to be academic success. Very, very interesting. Um, if you've just joined us, you are on 101.9 High FM, and this is Bump and Beyond with me, your host, Yolandi Becker. And I'm speaking attachment today with 
um, registered counselor and play therapist, Nolene Rest. So um, we're specifically now talking about the impact of white detachment and the secure attachment can have on your child's own development. And I mean, for me, I, I always like refer to again, like adults. And we know that if you're stressing about your fight with your husband or whatever, for argument's sake, and you're stressing about certain things, it distracts you during the day and you can't think of something else during the day. And that's the same also, um, and even if you're worried about money or something like that, it distracts you and you're focused on that thing. And this is exactly, I feel what Nolene was saying is that if your baby, because obviously their needs is not money and a fight with your husband, their needs are or need to be met by you. And if they're focusing on, am I going to get food later? Or am I going to get attention later? Then they're only focusing on that and they can't focus on exploring their world and learning new skills and the incredible amount of skills that need to happen. Um if they are distracted by these basic things that are not met. And one of these basic things obviously being attachment. But I want to go a little bit on the other side now of it, Nolene. Can a person be too attached? I know some boyfriends might say that their girlfriends are too attached, but I don't know if it relates to children. <laughs> you are you are saying this jokingly, but it you are touching on some truth there. Our, our attachment style as a young baby, the way we come into this world and our people we should care for us attached to us, it kind of sets the blueprint for all our adult relationships later in life. Oh wow. <laughs> it sets the blueprint. So you, you were, you were saying something, you were hitting the nail on it, on the head, um, by, by making that comment. Um, if they, if you refer to some, someone as being overly attached or too attached, that is known as an anxious attachment style that is driven from a place of being anxious. So if I'm anxious, it means I'm not secure. It means my, my needs are not being met in the way that I need them to be, to be met. So that is, 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 is known as an attachment ambivalent attachment style, which comes from anxious, anxious ambivalent, sorry, anxious ambivalent. Yeah. So that pretty much means as a child, I am learning to grab onto any behavior that I can, any behavior to make sure this grown up is attaching to me or is in my vicinity. So that can mean I'm going to cling. That can be I'm going to be overly attached because I'm not sure when my needs will be met again. I'm not sure if you're going to leave the room or you're going to leave my life or I'm going to see you in two weeks or in seven weeks or if I'm not going to see you ever again. So that's the second attachment style that we that we refer to in the fields of psychology. Oh, my guest, Nolene, is frozen now. According, see, this is the the life of live radio. Hey, hey, Craig, that sometimes we have to take a break a little bit quicker. <laughs> this is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies. 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined me, you are on 101.9 High FM with me, Yulandi Brecker. Unfortunately, my guest, Nalene, has um, been cut off. I think it's technology is not always in our favor. Today, we are talking attachment. And again, she was referring to many different things when it comes to attachment. And 
attachment parenting, um, for one, again, I want to reiterate is one parenting style. But I guess as parents, don't we all want to form an attachment to our children? There's so many, I mean, in some, sometimes it feels like it's the only benefit is this relationship that we have with our children, but it is such a special relationship that we can have with them. This is Bump and Beyond with Yolandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. If you've just joined me, you are now on 101.9 High FM, and this is Bump and Beyond, and I am your host, Yulandi Becker. Today, we are talking attachment, and apparently, we are having some technical difficulties getting my expert guest, Nolene Riss, back on track. So, Nolene, if you're out there, you can join us again. I, I feel like I didn't say anything rude to make her leave. Not m- ruder than normal, anyway. Um, especially not ruder than my last show. If you've missed the show, we've been talking about attachment. And of course, um, all we have spoken with, Nolene, will be available on a podcast with other podcasts on our website, highfm.com. And please, of course, our other shows of on HiFM are also available as podcasts on our website, highfm.com. If you want to talk with me, since Nolene doesn't want to, please do send me a message on Telegram on 61 and tell me what some of your attachments or your special relationships. Um, we had from Carol Creer a message earlier where she was saying that uh, she has a special connection with her son. And um, that's something I want to add on to because I have mentioned also my own bedtime with my children. And as a sleep consultant, the foundation of sleep, I always say, is at bedtime. You want your children to be set up with everything that they need during the bedtime routine. And this is what the show today, Attachment, is all about, is giving them those opportunities to be set up for the rest of the um for for the rest of the night. And earlier I mentioned to you that as babies, automatically we have a certain amount of attachment with our children because we are with them all the time. In all honesty, there is sometimes times where you're going to be like, you want to just give your baby to someone else for grandma and yours, just for a moment, just so that you have an opportunity to go shower, to go pee, because it's so, you are so physically connected to them. And it can also be sometimes difficult to create those attachments in a more real way. And one of those things, of course, breastfeeding helps with that as well. Um, but as they get older and they become toddlers, it can be for sure um, that it becomes a little bit more conscious. And as they get older, even more older, you're going to have to consciously make the time to have that one of the one time with them. And bedtime is really one of those opportunities that you can have. One of those places where you can actually take the time and have one-on-one undistracted time without any devices <laughs> distracting you. But more on this just now. This is Bump and Beyond with Yulandi Becker, the show about pregnancy and babies, 101.9 megahertz of life. 
Yes, yes, yes. So we come to the end of my show and Nuline has managed to come back to us in the final stretches of the show. If you've just joined us, you are on 101.9 High FM. This is Bump and Beyond and I'm your host, Yulandi Becker. Nuline, before, because before we run out of time, I do need to ask this question so that parents know out there how, because now I've gone on about the whole fact that you, Physical attachment does not always mean a secure attachment. We can be physically present with someone and not be there at all. How can we form a secure attachment for our children, with our children? All right. Let let me see if I can summarize or put it put it all together. If you ask me a practical question like that, um, we let me rather yeah let let me swap it over to the negative side. Um. By not being available, I cannot build any kind of attachment. So I kind of need to be available. We need to be available for our teenagers in a different way, but we are still needing to be available um, in a different way than we need to be available for our two-year-olds. So the first one, if we can just keep it broad but also sweet and simple, is be available. Be there. You cannot, yes. this is the one thing you cannot outsource. If you outsource this, your child is going to attach to the person you've outsourced it to. That's the first thing. It's just being available. No, oh, and that's an important one and sometimes yes. a difficult one. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I know of a mom who, who just looks at different time slots where she is with her child to just kind of make it count. So no. for example, when she comes and fetches her from school, she's a four year old. She would, she would go, go for gold in terms of conversing with her child, um, up to home until it's, it's, um, dinner time. So this mom works long hours, but when I come and fetch her at school, that's me and your, my time and your time. We walk back to the car, we sit in the car, we drive back at home, to home, we are attaching like it's no man's business. Mom's hmm. phone is off, um, she's just focusing on her child. And so it has to do with time, but it also has to do with being clever. With your time to attach in other ways that you can. Um, we need to be responsive. We need to be responding to whatever our child is telling us or showing us with their behavior. This is the second practical thing that I can think of in terms of attaching. We need to be responsive and responding. Um, physically, emotionally, with our bodies. Guilty, guilty, guilty sometimes of that. I'm preaching to myself here, preaching to myself. Um, the third one is a bit more difficult for various reasons for parents, I think. Um, and it's being accepting, being accepting of that little person. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be accepting of you when you're sleeping like an angel. I'm going to be accepting of you when you give me hugs and you smile and you melt my heart. But I'm also going to be accepting of you when you scream and you want to scratch my eyes out and you throw toys on the floor and you bite your sister. I'm still going to be accepting. I'm not going to accept your behavior. But as a human being, I'm going to be accepting of yours, of you, and making sure that as a parent, I communicate that to you. Um, the second last one is I'm going to be cooperative with you. It's like no. a dance. The whole attachment thing is it takes two people. So I'm going to give, you're going to give. I'm going to take, you're going to take. So I'm cooperating with you in this whole parenting journey, in this whole let me just kind of see if I can help a small child to be a de- decent human being or an almost decent human being in a couple of years from now. Uh, no, Lynn, I unfortunately have to cut you off there. Okay, 100%. Um, because this we have fun. officially <laughs> run out of time. Thank you so 100%. much for joining me. In the end of the day, we know 
now that a secure and healthy attachment is the foundation that lets our children explore the world and have a safe place to come back to. Thank you so much for joining me and my guest, Nolene, today. This will be available as a podcast on our website, highfm.com, if you've missed it. Please join me next week as I chat to my expert guests about cleft palates next week. Also a very interesting and wonderful discussion about that. The world is changed by your example, not by your opinion. Let's lead by example for our children. Thank you so much for joining me. Until next time, enjoy your day.